You're gonna feel the power It's gonna turn it on Interpret your dreams Just wait and see The dream company The dream company The dream company The dream company Hello everyone and welcome to The Dream Company. This is episode 6. And I'm going to start things off here with two short dream fragments from dreams I had recently that I feel relate to a trip that Donnie, Mattoon, Natish, and I all took to Oroville. Jenna all took to Oroville to videotape Donnie reciting a poem. So in the first dream... And playing the guitar. And playing the guitar. So in the first dream, Donnie and I were living like inside a mountain. And we went to a town that was nearby. And it was a very new agey kind of town. And we were milling around. And then I attended a dream group that they were having there in the town. And the second dream that I had, I had some marijuana. And Mattoon wasn't around, but I went out looking for Mattoon because I wanted to smoke and get high with him. So those are the two dreams. Wow. What do you make of them? Well, the first dream seems to be more, you know, representing the outer action of going to Oroville, but also, you know, the pot, as we'll see, had something to do with happened inside of Mattoon and I. So after we did the poem recording, anyway, Donna and Jana went home, but Mattoon and I went to the visitor center and we just thought while we're in Oroville, we'll just stop and have something to drink. So we went into a little cafe that was inside the visitor center area. And as we were sitting there, I noticed that it was called the Dreamer's Cafe. And I remembered, oh, yes, the dream the other night of going to the dream group. It was a little synchronicity. And then as Mattoon and I were sitting there, Mattoon said, you know, I'm really starting to feel high. And I noticed. You mean I, as in a marijuana high? Yeah, right. Well, Pot just high. high. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I noticed, too, that there was just something not nearly as strong as what he had, just a little touch of it, whereas... He seemed to be like quite high and it was more in my case maybe more a little bit of just heightened energy heightened self-awareness you know i noticed it as that we were riding home on the highway all of a sudden i really became aware of the danger we were in you know it was one of those kind of wake up moments where you realize wow i'm like hurtling down this highway and buses and trucks are passing me all over and i could get killed at any moment and also when we were in Oroville, before he and I went to the cafe, I was just really feeling the energy of Oroville, the specialness of it. So throughout the whole process, there was a little bit of like heightened awareness on my part that, you know, at least the feeling high at the cafe part, I think, relates to me looking for Mattoon with the marijuana, even though we didn't actually get high in the dream. I don't think I actually, if I found him, I don't remember us smoking and getting high. You just had the feeling of being high. No, I didn't even have that. And in the dream. Well, in the dream, one other thing happened that I should have. No, we didn't even smoke the pot in the no, dream. No, I understand. You just had the feeling of being high, both of you. In, re in waking reality. Right, right. But one thing did happen as part of that second dream that's maybe worth adding was I did have one part where I felt like stronger energy in myself. And I was sitting with a group of people and there was a woman that was kind of going around and asking people questions. And she comes up to me and said something like, you are Shiva. And she wanted me to speak. And that's when I started to feel this like strong energy. Not strong. It was subtle. I don't want to. But definitely I felt like I was vibrating more inside. And I was like, boy, I have to say something. So I just came up with something. I think I said something to the extent of, 
men fear my coming, but with destruction always comes creation. But I did experience inwardly a heightened kind of state, you know, that probably corresponded to feeling a little bit high later at the cafe. Okay, well, just to, as a, I don't know, a point of order, you had a dream, you gave a dream fragment of you and I going into a place and there were kind of new agey people. So you didn't elaborate and your interpretation. Oh, well, I would just say that that relates to Orville because it's a very new agey kind of... Yeah. But it has that element of it. There, people would really resist that label, but yes, that's the way that your dream... And uh, if they have dream groups, I imagine it's very new age kind of twist on them. And probably they have workshops and things like that. I just don't, you know, haven't heard about Well, them. one thing that you told me when you first related the dream a couple of days ago was that their dream group was very different than ours. Yes, it was very different. That's right. You're right. I don't remember exactly how it was different, but it was different. It wasn't the same. Okay. And the, my other question is, will you relate the first dream fragment again? Yes. You and I went to... Right, Oroville and the New Age. Well, we, went, okay. it wasn't, we didn't think, think of it as Oroville in the dream. It was just somewhere near where we lived, you know, whereas Oroville's near where we lived right, here right. in Waking Life. Okay. And it was just a very New Age kind of community. Okay, so you had this dream three days before we went. Three days, yeah. Okay. And the other dream fragment that you related, that was the night before? The night before we went. Okay. So both of those are an example of prevision. Actual physical prevision. (laughs) Yeah, actual physical prevision. But again, both dreams are giving the psychological state or the inner picture of the outer event. Mm. And anyway, which just brings us right to where we're at. And that's the interpretation of dreams. Now, I've spent a lot of time on the web in my life talking about dreams with many different kinds of people reading about dreams, watching videos about them, etc. And our method that we use to interpret dreams appears to me quite different than anything else that I have encountered. One, we don't really have a method. What we do is we take a dream and we attempt to relate it to our waking life. And usually we find, as in Douglas's dream, that There's like a three-day window before or after. Most common. Most dreams are telling us what is about to happen in our life or what just has happened. Usually a three-day kind of either before or after, as in your first dream fragment. Well, I think for me, most of the time, it's the day before or immediately the day after. Yeah, I I encountered that too, but I also encounter this three-day window often enough. Sometimes it could be two weeks. Yeah, it can be a week. It can be two years. It can be 30 years. It's very difficult to pin down dreams. You can say some very big generalizations about them. So the first thing that we do with the dream is like I keep repeating. We attempt it to relate it to some event in waking life. Now, that's not always the case because dreams basically are showing our movement through time. And the key to that movement, of course, is the evolution of the soul. And so because that's what's happening with us, our dreams are showing us what is getting in the way of that movement and what can be helpful for that movement or just the movements itself. Now, if you look at dreams, they're usually composed of movements. 
you're going somewhere. And you look at the symbol of the vehicle, the type of vehicle, if you're in the air, if you're on the ground, etc. But there are also other kind of movements that are happening in your life. One very big movement with me has been trying to get to know God. And even as a young boy, I was in a Christian country and in a very Christian community. And I just didn't talk to Jesus. I wanted to go straight to God. And so I started a relationship with God when I was very young. Now, when I'm talking about God now, I'm not talking about any particular God with any particular name. I would be talking about the God of Gods, the Supreme that we call in our yoga. And so the dream that I'm going to relate is about that movement in my life. Now, I was going through files on my computer and and, uh, I'm changing computers. So I found this dream and decided to share it in this podcast. And so I will just relate the dream. I was sitting in a bed in a small bedroom, an old American wooden house, and a young man wearing a hoodie came and knelt on the bed, but not like praying. He was laying on the bed from the waist up. and I couldn't see his face and I never saw his face. He reminded me of an anti-fascist activist, but for me, he was a representation of God. And I was just lucid with no trigger of becoming so, or no surprise as is usual, but I was just lucid. I knew it was a dream and that this man represented God. And I also knew that God wasn't someone I could actually have a person-to-person relationship with like I could someone in flesh and blood. But he would ever be disguised and distant from me, but not in the sense of being far away. Not that at all, but in the sense of being like a dead relative. And I can only have a slight contact with him here and there, now and then, like you have with a dead loved one. With that realization, I got both very scared and very, very sad, as though I were grieving. And I realized that I'd have to feel that to begin this more substantial relationship with God. I had another part of this dream, or actually another dream, And it had mentioned uh, having a relationship with God. This is very hard to capture, and it sounds contradictory. But the realization of the dream was that if you wanted to have an actual, real, concrete relationship with God, as opposed to just believing Him and seeing Him and stuff, or behind the world, or where, or however, which can feel quite concrete, you could only have this kind of dead loved one relationship with Him. Although it's an actual one-on-one, touchy-feely relationship. I awoke to get away from that fear and sadness that are perhaps the doorway to such a closer walk with God. Now, we've talked a little bit about relationships with dead people in a podcast, a previous podcast. But just to briefly sum it up, whether you believe in it or not, if someone very close to you dies, chances are you're going to have some contact with them, visions, dreams, feeling their presence. Sometimes they'll even come and talk to you for a moment. That's the kind of relationship this dream is showing that we can have with the Supreme. And now a relationship with God, a God or a divine being can be much more personal and much closer. And I'm talking about a relationship with God itself, although I'll use the masculine pronoun. And this is a dream movement that has been reoccurring all of my life and At that particular time, this dream happened in September 2020, and it was right before the big election in America. And so uh, it's interesting that 
the God was represented by an anti-fascist activist. At that time, they were being blamed for a lot of stuff that I don't think they were responsible for. But it's interesting that it took that form. It didn't actually wasn't that kind of activist, but that's what the young man reminded me of. And so to put that in context, it was because that was what was happening and I was seeing these things on the news. So now to interpret this dream, I wouldn't relate it to an actual event that had happened a few days before or that was going to happen. This dream was capturing an ongoing movement in my life, I would argue in all of our lives if we're conscious, of getting to know who it is we really are who it is that is looking behind the or through the eyes of everything there is. And so we approach a dream. Every dream has something to tell us about what's going on in our life. Not necessarily in each time an event that has or will take place, but also a process that is ongoing, like this dream. Now, you have a dream that's similar to mine, but different. Matun, go ahead. Yeah. Let's hear it. Day before yesterday, before I got up in the morning, I dreamt that my mom died. And after her funeral got over, I came back to my house and started crying. And I kept calling on her mom, where are you, where are you? And my mom suddenly appeared in front of me in her ghost form, in her vital body, and told me I'm still here. And then I became very happy and then told her that I was afraid that there will be no one to remind me of things after she left. And then I asked her if she can come in her ghost form and remind me of things whenever I forget them. She said yes and then whenever I forgot something she appeared in front of me and reminded me about it as she promised. Which was very sweet and as we all know that people can be in their ghost form only until they run out of their personality's energy. I asked my mom to come and be with me for the rest of the time when she knows that she is going to run out of her energy and disappear finally. And she said she will. You mean disappear from the earth plane? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from the earth plane. And then, yeah, that's all I remember. Okay, well, what do you make of this dream? Interestingly, the night before I had this dream, I worked on composing background music for one of my upcoming songs in this music software called Ableton for almost five hours straight. I arranged all my ideas for the song accordingly so that the next day I can finish the whole song. So I exported the audio but I didn't realize that I forgot to save the musical instruments I did for the song until later the next day. How does that relate to your dream? Losing that musical arrangement I did for almost five hours straight actually felt like a person's death for me and I only didn't cry. And I arranged my ideas in the software only so that I can give birth to the song the next day. So what I made that night was like the mother of the song, basically. And although I didn't save it and it was not physically present, I still remembered everything I did in the software in my memory. So I think that's what my... So you were able to piece it together afterwards yeah, yeah. from the memories you had yeah, of, the, of, exactly. of, of what you had created. So I think that's what my dream meant by using my mom's death scenario as a symbol for it. My mom's death being the death of the mother of the song. The and spirit the, of the song? Yeah, yeah the, the spirit of the that's song. That's a good and way then, of looking at it. Yes. Yeah. And my mom's ghost being with me to remind me of things shows that how I still remembered everything I did that night in its subtle form in my mind throughout the day, which made me finally finish the song. Yeah, so it wasn't her death, actually. It was the song's death. Yeah, true. Right, and she was there even after, well, she was there to help mother the song mm -hmm. along even after her death or the song's death. Mm -hmm. 
Now, that's really radical, actually, to look at that. And it shows why dreams are quite difficult to interpret sometimes. Now, as I have seen this, dreams mean more than one thing. Generally speaking, there is more than one interpretation to a dream. That doesn't mean that there are infinite numbers. A lot of times, there is a personal interpretation and an outer interpretation. What I mean by that is... If you dream, for example, he dreamed about the death of his mother. Now, he's giving the personal interpretation of that dream, which was the death of the song. And it's pretty clear that, yes, that's what happened. And then he took the spirit of the song. It was still around, and and he was able to piece it back together because the mother of the song was still present, although she was on the other side. And But he also dreamed something about his mother. He picked up something, maybe it's a prevision or preparing him for her eventual death. He will probably die before her, but that's not guaranteed. She will probably die before him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I mean. So, so, you know, I've seen dreams also prepare us for things. Uh, act is kind of like a gestalt as opposed to just something that is packed with meaning for us to interpret about what's going on in our lives or what will or what has. And so this dream might have been preparing you for your mother's death. True. At the same time, you might have been picking up something about your mother. Mm -hmm. Now, dreams, when we dream of death, a lot of times it is not a physical death of a body that we're dreaming of. But here in this case, he experienced the loss of that song like a death. It could be a behavior. It could be an attitude. Something in us has died or someone we have dreamed about. Something in them has died. And that's how they experience the end of something important in their lives. And so a lot of times we're filled with anxiety. Oh my God, how my mother's going to die. Well, that interpretation is there. But I think in this case, it was preparing you for that that eventuality. And at the same time, it was giving you insight into this process of creating the music. And you were really involved in it and your inner was intensely creating this song. And so, of course, this is going to appear in your dreams, Mm -hmm. this process. But the ability of dreams to represent the world is just mind boggling because it can say many things at the same time. Like this dream is about your mother, about her death and about the death of the song. That's incredible. But. We've been working, you and I have been working on dreams since you were 13. Mm -hmm. That's when you first came to us. How old are you now? I'm going to be 22 in August. 22. Okay. Now, it has taken that long for you to start getting a grasp on how to take a dream and interpret it, would you? Yes. (laughs) I was very impressed with seeing you interpret this dream. Mm -hmm. Because, Me too. Yeah. I've been hearing it now. Yeah, but I'm not sure I could have made that connection. And, but it takes years to learn the language of your dreams. How long did it take for you? Well, I was working with dreams as a small child. Mm-hmm. My mother was a very strong dreamer. My sister was a strong dreamer. Mm-hmm. And we talked about our dreams at the breakfast table from the mm-hmm. time I can remember. <laughs> And I would think about my dreams as a child, that I had dreams of memories, just like I had dreams of waking events that I would go over all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had very powerful dreams as a child, out-of-body experiences, lucid dreams, 
which led me to one day just get into it. And I'll talk about that at another time. I was going to college at the same time studying classical Greek, mm -hmm. and I spent three and a half years only working in inner experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had that outer foothold, and I had a job as a valet and doorman and concierge, a night job, and I just intensely focused on inner experience, not only dream, but that's the doorway into inner experience. And then after that, I began traveling, and I've had dream groups, I've had a dream radio show. And when Douglas and I met, it was talking about his lucid dreams and mine, and that was our first conversation. And so it took... That was 25 years right, ago. Right, that was 25 years ago. And it's only recently, within the last couple of years, that together, Douglas and I have been able to begin to really get a grasp on the interpretation of dreams. Though it was staring us in the face for a long time, oh. we were beating around the edge of it, but we just finally kind of put it into words. Right, and because he and I have been for 25 years, whenever we're together, it's a daily thing. We discuss the dreams that we've had the night before. And as Matun joined us, Natish, it's the same thing. He joined us as well. He's been growing up in this environment. Lydia also, and anyone who was around us, actually. And uh, wow, when it finally dawned on us, the dreams are primarily showing us the inner perspective of an outer event that has just happened, is ongoing, or is about to happen. We were just stunned because it had been staring us in the face for so long. As I've said before in another podcast, when you realize this, the first question you ask is, who is creating my dreams? Who has this complete knowledge of the world? And wow, that's a whole nother question. And a very big question, but it's actually bigger than we can answer. But there is more to us than we realize. And dreams are like a map in a guidebook. And it's atrophied. I think it's a power that we've had in the past. And with our modern world, we have generally left this behind, but it's been picking up. And I think it's going to cause an inner revolution because we're going to realize what dreams are telling us. And that's just going to blow our minds. And we're going to want to know what else is inside of us. Anyway, I, all I have to say today, anybody, Matun? No, I think you said everything. Always. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I have something that I'd like to add, and it relates to my dream about marijuana. Um, I just wanted to point out that, you know, while none of us here think this is the end of the world, in fact, for us, we don't think that marijuana should be illegal. You know, none of us here are regularly smoking marijuana. I myself haven't smoked it in over 10 years. Uh, it's just something else that I've sacrificed, like sex for the sadhana. But you know, it comes up in dreams because it's a universal symbol. It's something that humans have been using to heighten their consciousness for thousands and thousands of years. You know, it's something that's been with us for a long, long time. So both Matun and I experienced a heightened awareness that day, feeling high. And, you know, that's what the marijuana represented. So I just wanted to clarify that. So because I think it's important for people to know that we're just not sitting around. We're not just three potheads. You know, even though we don't think that marijuana is a bad thing and it's fine for, you know, people that are living a normal life to use. And it can even be beneficial because it does heighten awareness.
Okay, well, folks, uh, we will see you for Podcast 7 next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.